97.2 FM. Radio Reverb. Hello and welcome to In-House, the podcast reimagined and reformatted for Radio Reverb. My name's Will Hood and this show is essentially a collection of interviews and music with artists on the In-House Records label. These conversations were all recorded remotely over the phone at the height of the pandemic lockdown, so sometime between March 2020 and the summer of 2021. And as you're about to hear, In-House Records is the world's first prison-run record label, which means that all of the artists you'll be hearing from have spent some time in prison and would typically have gotten involved with the record label while serving time. You can find this podcast out in the wild, as it were, on all of the usual streaming platforms. But over the next hour, you'll be listening to an amalgamation of three podcast episodes, all of which are with artists talking about the role creativity played in helping them survive prison and transform their lives. If you want to find out more about In-House Records, then you should go to inhouserecords.org. But for now, the label wants all listeners to know that they recognise the severity of criminal acts and their far-reaching societal implications. Our aim is not to excuse but to better understand the environments and challenges faced by those who find themselves in Her Majesty's prisons through conversation and engaging dialogue. In-House Records is a community interest company working collaboratively with HMPPS to bring about the space for positive change to take place. So this month we have interviews and music with three in-house artists, known respectively as Sahid, Fifth and Yannick. Each of these men have their own story to tell about the role creativity has had and continues to have in their life. And each of them have obviously drawn great strength from the pursuit of music during difficult times. First up is Sahid, who I believe goes by the artist name of Pretty Boy. I had met him in person at HMP Lewis whilst working for the label there pre-pandemic. So probably going on about three years ago now. But it was good to check in with him then and hear about his life and how it's progressing on the outside. We then have Fifth, who gives us a really generous interview about his life in and outside of prison, as well as his hopes for the future. And then to finish off, we have Yannick, who is someone I worked really quite closely with for a number of months, again back in 2018 or so, when he was serving time at HMP Lewis. He's a really interesting character with a message of love for the world, which he wishes to express through his music. I think we're then going to finish off the show with a full version of Yannick's track, Senorita. And if we've got time, I'll try and squeeze in uh, another track as well. So I'm hoping you'll enjoy hearing what these guys have to say. And I'll check in with you again on the other side of these three interviews. Welcome to In House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. My name's Will Hood, and today we are talking with Sahid. A super talented songwriter, lyricist and producer, I first met Sahid at HMP Lewis at the beginning of last year. He's ruthlessly honest about his story in this interview and he is 100% a man in love with making music. Hi Sahid, how you doing? I'm alright, you know. 
All I want was gold. Devil on my soul. Streets are getting cold. Burning on my hip now. What in the froze? Playing hard and sick now. Belly at the base now. Last time I saw you was what? It was um. HMP Lewis in the classroom just before the coronavirus. Yeah, wasn't it? So it was like March or something, was it? Yeah, around them times. Yeah. So, so why don't you, um, why don't you tell me what you've been up to since then? We can start off from that. Yeah, that's fine. And obviously, you know my situation while I, while I was in jail over the home office and whatnot. Yeah. So, so you had some deportation issues. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how much you issues. feel comfortable going into it, but. Uh, I'm Skeletons in my <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't you give us a uh, an overview of what's that? What that's about? Then? Um, obviously, I got arrested as a kid for consent to supply. I got my sentence. Home office came to me back in 2016, saying that I was up for deportation. But I, I've never heard about the word home office because I've been here since I was in primary school, since a kid. So how old were you when, when you um, first arrived in the UK? Kid, probably kid, 10, maybe, yeah. Anyway, as I got sent to a detention centre, they gave me a ticket, saying that to Cyrillian. But this is without no legal like, representation or anything like that. So every single time, obviously, I'm rebelling because I'm going for deportation. Well, they would tell me that, oh, it's threatening behaviour. But they forced me to go in a plane trying to deport me without even my mother knowing, without my family knowing. And I've been here since a kid. I've never killed nobody. I've never stabbed nobody. I've never shot nobody. I came to jail for concern to supply. I've had fights. I've had APHs and whatnot. But, you know, that's just how the system works. So, long story cut short, I got shipped out to Lewis on security transfer from HMP Omni. Came to Lewis, but I've always liked doing music. And I've done in-house when I was in Elmley, because that's like my therapy. I always come on myself, because I, I would never work for HMP, because those are the people that are trying to deport me. When the in-house course was being available in Elmley, so it's like a therapy. So do you remember the first time that you got involved with in-house? What, what was going on with you then? So I was doing the basic English and maths and I could hear somebody playing the drums next door. So I was like, oh, they must have a music class here because I always gravitate to sounds, innit? So I must have gravitated to the drums being played in the, in the classroom. So obviously I came through, then I saw kids playing with the drums or whatnot. So me being me and me being very socially adaptable in whatever situation I found myself. So I just literally grabbed the microphone and I told, was it the guy that was playing the drum to give me a riff? When they gave me a beat, then I just started freestyling, innit? So I told the officer, I told the officer, yo, can I sign up for this course? He's like, yeah, put your name down. So obviously I put my name down the following week, I was in the class. Then yeah, after that, that day, we just started working every single day I got to class. I had it in my target like, I've got to make a song. <laughs> so I go back after free flow, go back to my soul. I write my lyrics in my soul, come back the next day. Then I'll just like record it over and over. Then Dave and team would give me like some pay, like some research, it's like music work, like production work that I can take back to my soul. 
and I'd go through things like mixing because I love to engineer. I'd love to learn how to engineer myself. So I'd sit down in my cell and I'd, I'd be going through like the mixing size, the, comp- the compressors, the limiters, and things like that. The EQ, like, I'd get about it. So when I come to the class the next day, because now I can have read what I've done the following night, and now I know one or two things. I can just help myself out. So you were certainly one of the most industrious people in that group. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You were you were super productive. Um, had you made music like that before? Had you recorded stuff, or were you learning f- from scratch with that? No, basically, um, I went to college. I didn't really know what to do. Like, obviously, I'm not a dumb kid. I'm a quite I'm quite a smart kid, but I don't really like school. I don't really like paperwork. I don't really like like I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I was being distracted. I had other focuses in my life because of my environment. You know, what I'm trying to say. So yes, I was one of them people. I was stupid enough not to realize it. But then I went to college. And the only course that I like to do was the music course that was in there. Because I don't want to do no English, no maths or anything like that. I like music. So I did a music course. But even then, it wasn't really paying attention to it. It was just in there because every, every other kid was in there doing whatever. So it's more, it was more like a youth club. So I went for the whole two years in college. Not really knowing nothing much about sound engineering, even though I got my certificate for it. But it's only when I came to Elmley and I went to in-house, then I started knowing one or two stuff and I started researching it. So yeah, so we the in-house really. Segregation, HMP, I'm still on the slave ship. Immigration, trying to put me on a plane, no way. Contemplating suicide, I'm caged up in my mind. Holy, no frah, me, you ain't never been on a visit. No frah, love me, you ain't never called my phone. No frah, love me, you ain't never been on a visit. In my no frah, me, you ain't never called my phone. It's me against the world, baby, no light. It's me against the world, baby, no light. What difference did having in-house at HMP Lewis, what difference did it make to your day and what difference did it make to your mental health? Well, a lot, man, if I'm being honest with you, like, if I didn't have it in-house, I would never have come out myself, not because I'm being victimised or anything like that, because I'm not a victim, everybody knows that, you know what I'm trying to say, but it's like, I had this belief in me, it's like, I've got too much pride, wherein I see the HMP, the system, as the people who are trying to deport me, so therefore, I'm not going to work for the people who are going to deport me. So I would never apply for a wing job or any education or anything like that. Because like I said, academically, I'm quite smart. I'm quite sound. So people can't tell me about school because I did went to school and I'm not stupid. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna take your call. I'm not going to work for you lot because you lot are the people that are trying to deport me. So if I didn't do in-house, I would have just been in my soul being bored 24-7. And who knows what would have happened. You know what I mean? So, one of the tracks that you sent me, the uh, one that begins with um, almost like an acoustic line uh, where you're saying, I ain't trying to entertain it, I'm just trying to give you the perspective on my lifestyle. Yeah. Tell me about that, because that's got a kind of preaching vibe to it. What do you mean by that? Actually, that's why the project working on at the moment is called Band of Blues. Because most people think um, this drug, like the drug game, is just all fancy, it's all making money. There's no, it's just there's nothing negative about it. But there is negative, neg- 
negativity about it. There's people dying out, there's family members, people losing families and whatnot. So if you're going to paint a story about the streets or the roads or whatnot, you have to be able to give two the two perspectives, not just one perspective of it. So that's what the album is called, Band of Blues. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yes, this is what I did. But uh, this is also the consequences of it. It sounds like you're almost having a kind of cathartic confessional type experience with your songwriting there is that what's going on yeah definitely yeah definitely just it's more like a, a self-perspective i'm women it's like it's like a reminiscent type of thing like self-perspective visual about my life how i grew up like i'm not i'm not ashamed of it i'm definitely not proud of it but i'm definitely not ashamed of it either because this is what it is like, i know i'm not a bad human being i made i made mistakes but like I said, I've never killed nobody. I've never raped nobody. I've never assaulted nobody. I've had fights, don't get me wrong. I've got, I've got an aggression, I've got anger issues, things like that. But that don't make me a bad human being. On the road, yeah, surrounded by the savages, looking at the pain for the lanes of a killer's eye. Come on, I've always had a home. My mom's always, like, I'm not one of them kids where when I'd be like, oh, I had a hard life or anything like that. That was never the case. You have brothers and sisters. <laughs> Nah, I just So this this whole idea of, of where you where you came from. So is your mum still around? She's still alive. Yeah, my mum's still alive. She's yeah. still around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so how has she handled the uh, her son spending so much time inside? Is she in the UK? Yeah, my mum's been there for years, man. Years, but obviously she's been she she's been through it, man. At the end, she's like she's like super human in it. Without my mum, I don't know where I'll be at the moment. Cause it's like, and that's that, that's that's where it is. But my mom's always been there since the age of five. Since I was five, she's been by herself. So it's like, that's not enough. She can do no wrong to me. You know what I'm trying to say? She's she's seen me in full everything. She's been to so many visits, like hundreds of miles away, but I feel so much stress. But these are all my consequences because of my actions. But then that day, she's got she and my daughters have to go forward. So most of my songs, I do. If you, if you listen to the lyrical content of it, it's always influenced by the struggles. Like my conscience, it's always influenced about my conscience. You think about the things that you put your family through. It can be your mom, it can be your dad, your sister, your friends. And unfortunately for me, it's my mom. So it's like most of my music is influenced from my mom's struggles and what. So, what do you think she wants for you going forward now? Going forward, I think it's just to stop this situation with a home office. Because, like I said, I ain't done nothing other than uh, other than the fact that I've got anger issues and I lash out verbally. I've never done anything like that. Does she so, um? Does she get your music? Does she um? Do you play your music? Nah, 
I got most of my, my musical influences come from my mom. Oh yeah. When I was young, or when I was young, my, all my mom listened to. It's funny, like, oh, this is this was in Africa, you know. All my all my mom listens to was Don Williams, Tracy Chapman, Dolly Parton, Marvin Gaye, like the and Diana Ross, the whole like the whole town. It's from when I was a kid, from when I was a baby. My mom's always listened to music like that. So when I'm at home. The music that my mom plays always like my mom is a musical person. She's always be in the house dancing. Well, she's not dancing to the like, African songs. She's dancing to this country and Western music. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that whole world of Black American music that has just um, colonized the world, really, isn't it? You know, some of those names that you mentioned. Yeah, but I mean, you're also talking about Dolly Parton, which I think is a crazy one to throw yeah, into the mix. <laughs> What does a what does a success in music look like for you? Where where would you like to take it? What does it what does it mean to be successful in music? To be successful, I just I just want my make my own studio. That's all it is. If I like literally, if I can have my own studio and like literally where it's my own place of serenity, like therapy, I can just go that go go down there like myself away from all the bullshit that that's success to me I'm, I, have, I have to be able to love it first before someone else to love, like someone else to love it so therefore if I for whatever music that I do if I love it that's success to me so for people that are listening to this that have no experience of um, of prison life or, or dealing with prisoners I mean, it's always amazing to me that there is so much talent in UK prisons, right? I, I don't know why that is continually a surprise to me, but it is. What would you say to people that that have this opinion that if you're in prison, then you shouldn't be receiving music workshops, you shouldn't be working with a record label? What's your response to that? People just idiots. I'm sorry about my language, and again, if you think. You should music just so what if, if if you're gonna ban music let me ask them this question are you gonna ban are you gonna ban english and maths are you gonna ban the whole of free flow are you gonna are you gonna you know what i'm trying to say are you gonna ban any education work because i don't know the music is education too well the arg- got, the argument to that the pushback would be that um english and maths you need it to be a Stand a chance of having a professional work life or, or whatever. Whereas music yeah, but is. The argument is that, then the argument is this: every human born, every human being is born with a right to of learn. You're never too old or too young to learn. You have that's your God-given right as a human being, just like it's, it's your right as a human being to have food in your belly, even though most people go hungry. That's why the that's why the world is fucked It's like. That's your life, that's your right, that's your given right, that's your human right, you're, you're meant to learn. So if you, you, you've given your freedom, that's your punishment. The ability, do you know what people do, the ability to be able to leave your door and go to the shop anytime you want? That's freedom. When somebody take that away from you, yes, some of, some people have done hideous crime, I'm not here glorifying it or whatnot, but they've lost that ability to be able to go to the shop when they want, to be able to see their kids, their family, what they want. That's their punishment. Yeah, if they still want to learn a skill that when you go do carpentry, when you go do plumbing, that's a skill. When you sit down and when you do music, that's a skill. When you watch your TV, your extenders or whatnot, when you hear that sound, that soundtrack, that background, 
that's that somebody playing the keys when you hear your music coming out of somebody doing something the dj so therefore you these are all avenues pretty like criminals if you don't want them to come back out and go back to like selling drugs or whatnot these are avenues they can learn and these are skills they can learn and they can take and do something to earn legal money but if you want to then say you know what i'm gonna give them double jeopardy i'm gonna take their freedom away then i'm gonna take their human basic crack to learn a skill then what have you done to society you ain't done nothing to society other than make it bad because then, then, then people are going to come out of jail with no skills no education still, still, still the same mentality but then this time wiser wiser because now they know how prison works now they're used to it they're not scared of prison I'm not scared of prison prison did not rehabilitate me I rehabilitated myself because I know where I came from and I know where I want to go prison they make me do that no office like the only people that helped me in prison was in house it was only the last six, six six months I spent in Lewis that actually helped me. Every single job that I've been to, I can I, I cannot tell you I got any positive pos, positive that like, feedback to them. It's always racist and injustice. It's, Lewis was the only place I went for six months. I never went to the block. Well, look, man, I'm I'm really pleased that in house could be that for you. I really am, and I hope that we can continue to be that for you on the outside and. Do you know what I mean? And, and help you through what must be... Uh, I mean, when we spoke on the phone earlier, you know, you were saying, you were saying, uh, I'm just trying to stay positive. And, and I think, you know, it, for people that haven't spent any time in prison, it's a, it's a difficult time to stay positive, right? For a lot of people. Yeah, man, like, literally, like, I, I lost like, a friend. I'm not, I'm not even going to put him on blast. I, I'm not even going to say his name at the end of the day. He came out of jail, literally the same week I came out of jail. He's dead now. He's dead now. So he's done eight years in jail. The last eight years he's done in jail. He come out of jail, he's, he, he's dead now. So that's why I'm trying to be positive. I'm not trying to be out on the roads, not doing nothing positive. Because what's that going to get me? Going to get me, my mom, my mom laying, putting flowers on my grave. My sister putting flowers on my grave. I don't want my, I don't want to, I don't want to see my mom like that. Nowadays, everybody's killing each other or what? I'm just trying to stay positive. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, you lost a friend, man. That that's really uh, nah, that's not that happens, good. Man. Yeah, so that that was that wasn't COVID. That was something else. Yeah, that's something else. That's just the roads. That's what I'm trying to say to people that unless if it's benefiting you personally, ain't no point about it. Because at the end, they're just going back to the cells, 23 hour bang up, having six people at a time, no free flow, no none because of COVID. I don't want to live my life like that. Yeah, I want to be able to see my sister. I want to be able to go shop when I want. I want to be able to eat Chinese when I want. <laughs> Literally. All right, man. I wish you um, all the luck in the world working with Dave. You're in a safe pair of hands there in his studio. And then. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, once the whole in-house crew is um, able to be more social, I'll see you, um, no doubt, at some kind of performance. Um, venue or something like that hopefully man that's the plan yeah it's always a good time thank you all right lots of love stay positive always man thanks bye bye to find out more about the world's only prison run record label go to inhouserecords.org that's all one word inhouserecords.org And if you'd like to hear more of these interviews, please hit subscribe if you can on whatever platform you use for podcasts. The In-House Podcast is an APA production for In-House Records.
This is the world of Radio Reverb. Fifth. Hello, mate. Hello, and welcome to In-House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. My name's Will Hood, and this week's interview is with an artist that goes by the name of Fifth. Fifth is 23 years old, has already served nearly nine years in prison, and was released from HMP Elmley a few months before this interview. We talked about many things, including his hopes for the future, the importance of music as a tool, and his creation of a fictional character for the purposes of achieving freedom as an artist. Uh, my name's Fifth, or you can call me Fifth up below. If you don't know, then you know. So I tell you what, let's talk about the tune to start with, yeah? Where's that coming from? Uh, Cool, so basically that song Nothing Like You, uh, I wrote that when I was in Elmley, 2019. Um, And basically I just joined up with like in-house records, did the side, so I got like a little uh, instrumental CD. I was just going through them, just doing my normal stuff, and then this song came about the beat. I never heard it before. And then, yeah, like the melody it just came to me, and it's just like in my head, or like my situation, I was going through some stuff that I didn't really agree with. And I had like opinions on things that basically, like if I was in that, like, if I had to be the judge, I would handle it different because I'm nothing like that. I guess like the hook, the hook, as in like it, it can relate to me personally because I'm not, I'm not nothing like no one. In that sense, yeah, it can relate to me, but it's more like everyone has their own like way of like delivering or like their own like form of opinion or whatever it is. It's just like I wouldn't class myself as the same. It's just like I'm a bit different because it's just like. I'm different, like, I'm autistic, things like that. So, like, my understanding, my, like, communication is a bit, a bit different. So, you say you're autistic, so is that with a diagnosis? You were given a diagnosis of autism? Yeah. How old were you when um, when you got diagnosed? I don't even know, I must have been, like, very, very young, like, under, like, age of 11 or something like that, or, like, when I write, I don't really like sit down and hear a beat and say, okay, this is what I want to talk about. Um, for example, one of my other songs, Can You Give Me Your Love? No, it's just like I hear the beat, the melody takes to me, then it's just more time like fixing that something. The reason why I'm myself Chris is because I've like, identified myself as like a, a separate character. So you know, like you've got like superheroes and they've all got that, their own powers. Like Fifth is not me as a person. So wouldn't really, like the songs that I make, it's not always gonna be about me or my experience or what I've been through or what I've done. It's always like based on a character build. So we don't discriminate. We don't like, we don't judge, we don't discriminate, we don't like 
do you unfairly know we're not like you know I'm trying to say it's like a character so it's just like it can express itself anyway like you know I'm trying to say that's that's what fifth is so when did you first start with this character of fifth uh to be honest with you, I started with the character fifth when I was in prison I was doing like a, a lengthy sentence I was doing like about four and a half but I've done, done a bit longer than that I've done about six so when I was like rapping and like rapping to other people it's just like some of the stuff that I was saying they thought like I was talking about me or sometimes like they thought I was talking about them or like something that happened around them and that generally wasn't the case and I thought you know what like I can't I can't be bothered with this I'm a bit fed up like every time I'm I'm trying to show someone like a song or a lyric that I wrote they think that I'm talking about them or they think that like it has like a link or or something like that so I just thought you know what like it's not about me it's not about nothing and then I called it fifth because I'm from the fifth I grew up in the fifth so yeah what does that mean you grew up in the fifth so that fifth fifth is like a postcode of an area where I grew up in in East London but my postcode has another letter or the letter five but because I'm separate to everything what's going on I've just stuck with that one number from it so it's just like fifth in it it's like an individual number but my postcode generally has two numbers so I'm separate that's, that's what makes me a bit different this construction of a almost a fictional character does that allow you to get creative in ways that if you were singing personalised from yourself would be more difficult how can I explain it yeah. it's just like you see like Kanye West he says anything he wants to say yeah. but something unacceptable so I've made like a fifth character that I can say like anything but as long as it doesn't discriminate or judge or like it doesn't like go against people's beliefs as long as it doesn't like violate none of those rules then yeah like you're free to like say anything you want so you've told me that you're 23 and also that you'd spent did you say six years inside Okay, so that that's a lot of time for someone so young, man. I mean, that that's um. Wh- wh- when did you get out? So you you left Elmley fairly recently, did you? Or? Yeah, but that was done another sentence. In total, I've done like nine. I've done nine. You see, like throughout all those times of going in and out, that there's always music in the environment that you're in. So I guess that's really how like it kind of like stuck with me or like I kept it that's what I was doing like throughout the majority of my sentences and that's what the experiences was like so this time round when I met in-house and like when I met in-house and just like yeah it was a bit a bit different so yeah that's it really so why was it different when you met in-house throughout my other times it's just always been that I've been in my cell I'm listening to the radio or I've got CDs and I'm just like 
I'm rapping, you know, and like this, they've got music courses, but you don't really get on, you're not really able, not everyone can get on a music course because it's quite like, it's quite, you have to be like well behaved, it's quite important. So like this time around, I was like, luck, I was lucky enough to actually get on a music course and like come at myself every day and record and like just do something a bit different. How, what did it mean to you uh, being able to make music with a group of people that that were interested in the music you were making? It felt, it felt like there was a positive side in, in prison because when, when you're, when you're on like the establishment, different parts in the establishment, it doesn't seem like there's, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of negative, there's, there's not really like a lot of positive things to do, there's not really like, you know, there's just loads of like silly stuff going on. So like, when you actually meet some people in that in the studio that have the same interest and like, they're actually all there to actually make a song, not like sit down and have a joke and relax and gossip. Like actually, like yeah, we're here to actually like do something. Do you have any thoughts about why people get into this loop of reoffending? Reoffending, you know, uh, I guess uh, there's there's always like a like an algorithm. It's just like the hardest bit is like finding yourself. You get so it's like, but before you even reoffend, or before you even get released don't know what you want to do you have to find yourself in the prison it's just like even if like you can become something that you're not and that doesn't have to be a bad thing if you had no like no musical background or it's not something you're into it's there and because you're you're stuck in that environment it's just like you're, you're almost you're basically almost forced to use it as a tool because it's there you can actually become a musical person now and you haven't been one before so it's just like if, if you feel like okay that's something that you identified yourself or something you've become now and it works for you then cool but just besides music itself like yeah you have to identify yourself like who you are what the issue is and why so you can like get support and like figure out what you want to do where does that question go for you I mean what does um, what, what are your hopes for the future fifth where, where do you want to go next uh, cool so right now like basically as you know I'm fifth I'm an artist um, I'm setting up my own company called fifth records and my whole aim of that is basically to like 
have my own company and try like pursue my music career as an artist and also like other people that's like come out of like prison or like other people that just, that don't really know like what they want to do with themselves but they're good they have like a talent so is this is this specifically for guys that are coming out of prison that have talent it's, it's for anyone we don't discriminate it's for anyone cool man yeah. so people should look out for fifth records I'm intrigued you were talking about music as a tool and I'm just wondering for someone that's spent quite a lot of time inside what, what's your experience do you, do you feel like that there has been rehabilitation with the years that you've done what is rehabilitation well that's a good question yeah I mean um, I suppose uh, what people mean by that is uh, have you been given something which prevents you from ending back up in prison again? No, I'll say rehabilitation is like a change, you know? Rehabilitation is a change, in it? Like, a positive change. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I want to open up my own company, Fifth Records. Because, like, you know, being an artist is very hard. You know, like, there's loads of good artists out there, male, females, but no one doesn't really get a chance you know, no one doesn't really want to like give them the benefit of the doubt. I never had that. I know so much people in the community that are actually like, doing good things. But if I was to like, even get their number and say, yo, like, I want to become an artist, can you help me? Can I get a studio time? Can you like pay for a video for me or whatever? It's not going to happen. The only way it's going to happen if they believe that I'm going to like, you know, like generate money from them or add value to what they're doing it's like collapsed you know what I'm trying to say so it's just like I'll say like rehabilitation if we're talking like music wise it's like yeah like giving someone the opportunity to do something positive and actually like once you get the opportunity take it and like do it don't don't ruin it All right, man. Well, so thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I enjoyed this. All right, man. Well, look, hopefully in the future we can uh, meet each other face to face. Eh? All right, that'll be cool. All right. Take care. Good luck with everything. All right. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Bye. To find out more about the world's only prison-run record label. Go to inhouserecords.org. That's all one word, inhouserecords.org. And if you'd like to hear more of these interviews, please hit subscribe if you can on whatever platform you use for podcasts. The In-House Podcast is an APA production for In-House Records. Yes, mate. Yannick, hi, man. How you doing? Yeah, good, good, good. Welcome to In House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. <laughs> <laughs>
This week's interview is with a songwriter that goes by the name of Yannick. Now, Yannick was somebody that I met in HMP Lewis in 2018. He was an extremely uh, prolific and productive member of the workshop and uh, just never stopped coming out with ideas. So uh, it was great to catch up with him. And this is what he had to say. Don't let me down, senorita mi I'm begging you. To return to me Don't let me down Senorita mi amo I'm begging you To everyone out there, yeah Yeah, this is Yannick for In-House Record And um, yeah, basically I've been doing a Two years something down in Lewis And then uh, Met In-House Record there Get involved in and get the music going, man Yeah <laughs> Don't let me down Senorita, mi amor, I'm begging you to return to me. Don't let me down, Senorita. Yeah, you were the man. You were the man that drove those sessions for sure. I mean, tell me what difference it made to you trying to deal with a prison sentence, right? And the, the psychological challenge of doing that. Yeah. It lifts lift the, the pressure, you know what I mean? It gives you some aim, some stuff to work on, and um, to work on yourself as well, you know? How to get progressive and get better in things. Yeah, I mean, there was a moment there when we had a proper productive group, and a lot of that was you, right? You were, you were very driven. You were always turning up with new songs that you'd worked on in your cell. So it must have been um, a big part of your life when you were in prison. Yes, yes, it was, yeah, definitely, yeah, because you know what, <clears throat> like I say, I was always in music, and then having this guitar, yeah, which was a great thing, yeah, and uh, having, I was playing keyboard before, and um, I never touched a guitar, really, and um, so learning that as well, it was progressive for me, it was good, you know, I mean, so to increasing, increasing my income, increasing my knowledge in music and all these things. Do you remember a time uh, in your youth when music presented itself as being incredibly important to you? Was there a, an artist? Was there a band or a music video, perhaps? Uh, basically, what it was, man, it was since since I was a kid, I got my two brothers. There was there was a music, you know, and when um, when my brother was playing with famous band back in the days in, in my country, Mauritius. Then I used to go to the um, rehearsal, used to go there, you know, all this playing, you know, and then it just came naturally, so I just got that like that. And then since that, man, I never, I never, I never left music. It's just, it's just part of me. It's just, I grew up with that, really. So how old were you, how old was uh, little Yannick when he was watching the band in Mauritius? was about six, man. And so what kind of stuff yeah. were they playing? So they um, they were playing uh, Sega music. Yeah, the Sega music is uh, basically what it is. You got the folklore music, which is a Sega in Mauritius. And one of one guy, so he mix it with a reggae, yeah, and then it's called the Sega, which is um, really an odd tempo, but nice music. And then, yeah, basically, this, this music is only, can heard this music is only in Mauritius. So explain to people listening to this your, your accent and where you're from. Um, yeah, basically.
basically originally from Mauritius, yeah, which is an, an island in, in the Indian, Indian Ocean next to uh, Madagascar and Reunion Island. So when did you leave Mauritius? So I leave Mauritius quite young because um, around when I was 12, basically. I leave Mauritius when I was 12 and then okay. I, I moved to France. 2007 France to to England, and since that I've been I've been there. <laughs> the song that we're listening to now, the uh, one that's underneath this interview, is um, "Senorita," and so this actually, um, I was there when you came up with this, uh, and it's a yeah. it's a killer tune. I mean, it really is, and it, it's so you out of all the tunes that we worked on together this one has got a lot of your character and it. it's got that great um you know aggressive french rap in it yeah yeah, about, yeah. but tell me about yeah. that tune what was the genesis for that where was where were you coming from with that tune basically it was like <laughs> when you sat there yeah you get time to think when you're in prison yeah and thinking about all the wrong you have been doing you have done it's worth mentioning, uh, because it's very impressive, that it actually won an award. It won the Kersler 2019 Arts Award. Translate some of the French verse for those that don't speak French. Can you remember any of the lines off the top of your head? When I start, I say, Dernier rime and dernier mélodie pour mon baby, which means... This is my last rhyme, my last melody for you, my baby. Even between us, is the war. But never will forget what you have done for me. Un dernier rime, un dernier mélodie pour toi, mon baby. Même si entre nous deux, il finit. Jamais moi pourrais si oublier. Tout ce que l'on m'a te potasé. Même si mon délaisse, toi, blesse-toi. Au plus profond ton aide, fragile, douce, docile comme un agneau. Tout pour toujours éternel. Comme un amour maternel entre les airs. Avec Christelle, un molécaire. Un sentiment étrange qui peut dérange. En un clé d'œil. Describe for me what that means that you can express yourself in two languages like that. Does that give you a wider palette to draw from? I mean, does that give you an extra paint box? Yeah, definitely, man. So I can, I can, I can do music for a, a wide range of of country with, with with these two language. You know, I write my 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 song in Creole, yeah, and then translate it in in, in English when I'm here. How important do you think that um, creativity like this and, and striving towards learning new things and getting better. How important do you think that is for a sense of mental health, for a sense of well-being? It's really important. It's really important. Especially in prison or not, yeah. So everyone has his um, personal stuff, you know what I mean? But me, music is my thing. And um, in or outside prison, it's a big thing on your mental. For example, me, when I'm playing... Get me expressive, express my myself in in the terms of like feeling free, you know. So it helped me a lot. So free is an interesting word to use, right? Especially if we're talking about those experiences in prison. You take your mind, you take your mind off the system, you know. Take your mind off. You've been there dictating <laughs> by people and all these things. So you're free to do 
express yourself in that period of time. It'll help you gain confidence as well. I mean, in this environment, you know. Okay, explain that for me. What do you mean, confidence in that environment? Because um, there's not much to do there, man. And um, even some people got talent, so they can't express it because in the, in the environment they are, so they're afraid of, of people, what they can think and all these things. But um, when in-house was there, it gives you that confidence to, to open yourself. You know what I mean? Like me, I'm songwriting, so whatever crossed my mind, I want to express freely, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even outside, even on the wind, so people see you differently and, you know. What do you think of um, of people on the outside having the opinion that um, if you're in prison, you should be there either as a punishment or perhaps to be rehabilitated. But either which way, you shouldn't be having musical workshops, you shouldn't be um, messing around with music, you shouldn't be having fun with music. Is that a view you've ever come across? I mean, what, what's your thoughts about that? I think um, we should have that, man. So prison will not rehabilitate you, you know? Because basically that punishment is supposed to bring you there so to make you thing and um, to get back to the society as a better person you know if you can't get those kind of, of things for people to express themselves whatever art it is yeah there would be no rehabilitation man. so people will, will get worse when they get out definitely because prison environment we got to say is the way it is so if people don't get get that kind of stuff in, in prison so there's no way they will come out probably worse than the getting, you know. But in a way as well it's depend on the person, you know, what his aim is in life and all these things. But should have this kind of stuff definitely definitely in prison environment. I'm just wondering for someone that knows what it's like, you know, how do you get through something like that and come out the other side as well as you have? Yeah, I mean, it's tough in there right now because it's lockdown, man. It's, it's, you're really locked down now. You're locked down in the lockdown, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really tough, man. It is. I think about them and I'm thinking, like, even sometimes when I see the sun outside out there, man, I was think, I think when I'm in the in the yard, you know what I mean? In those kind of time, you need to have faith, man. Because whatever people say, you know what I mean? When you're there... It's really you and you and your own, you know what I mean? And uh, the only thing is, if that believe or whatever, just have faith, man. So time will come, hopefully, yeah, for them when they're going to be out, you know, when these things going to, lockdown things going to be, you know what I mean? Try to be creative, try to, to, to look for things that, make you feel good you know what I mean like you have to keep your you have to keep your mind busy you have to keep your mind busy you know not to fall in stress and get trapped in all these things you know otherwise it's gonna be, have a big impact on them when they're gonna be out or even in you know so they need to keep busy keep their mind busy I know there's not a lot much to do in there, but try to keep the man busy. 
and just hope for the best that this end rapidly as possible for the only option is to be strong you know what I mean this is the only option when you're in the end that, 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 that's it really man that's, that's all I can I can say so what does the future look like uh, for Yannick and Yannick's music where would you uh, so, where would you hope to be going what's what's in your radar so the aim is is, is to make the message go out there man you know? like I say man so there's a lot of so we need love in this world man that's what we need man we need love man, you know? so the music the, the thing is my aim is my future is sing, to leave to leave something for the posterity you know what I mean something positive for the posterity that that the aim and the future of Yanni <laughs> you know okay so you want to you want to put the message of love out into the world yes man that's what we need man yeah the world need that man we need to do more we need to do more yeah for sure yeah 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 Great to talk to you, Yannick. Thank you so much for taking the time. No problem. All right. And I'll talk to you again soon. Cool, cool man. Thanks, man. Yeah. We speak again, yeah? All right, man. Take much care. love. You take care. And stay safe. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Bye, Yannick. Bye. Bye. To find out more about the world's only prison-run record label, Go to inhouserecords.org. That's all one word, inhouserecords.org. And if you'd like to hear more of these interviews, please hit subscribe if you can on whatever platform you use for podcasts. The In-House Podcast is an APA production for In-House Records. Radio Reverb. Fine. Radio Reverb. So that's it for this month. I hope you enjoyed meeting Saheed, Fifth, and Yannick. Just a reminder that you can find these podcasts on all of your normal podcast platforms. So Spotify, Apple, Google, etc. And if you want to find out more about the world's first prison-run record label, then that website address, again, is inhouserecords.org. I'm going to play out the show now with Yannick's track, Senorita. It's the one you've just been hearing underneath that interview, but in its fully produced and polished state. And I'll be back again next month with some more music and interviews from the podcast about creativity and confinement. Bye for now. This is the world of Radio Reverb.
laisser oublier Tu sais que moi t'aime pas t'asser Même si moi te laisse te blesse toi au plus profond de Nous pas exposer, vous me dites pas à quel point tu peux m'en 